Hi guys, today we have a super special guest. Um, we have Brian Halligan from uh, from HubSpot. He's the CEO, uh, co-founder of HubSpot. Yep. So, um, how's things, Brian? Things are great. Thanks for yeah. having me. Oh, good. Yeah, we're yeah. really excited. We just flew over yesterday to to meet you. So uh, fantastic. Yeah, and your team have been really accommodating since we've yeah. been here. Good, so, good, uh, good. thanks for that. So, yeah. um, what have you been up to? What's uh, what's been happening in, in your world? <laughs> yes, trying to grow HubSpot, the inbound yeah. movement. Yeah, I've been busy. Okay. Yeah, actually, actually, my next meeting is vacation. Oh, uh, wow. This is my, uh, yeah, I'm taking it over here in the U.S. We have uh, the 4th of July. Okay. Yeah. Um, celebrating our divorce from you all. And, yeah, so I'm taking a week off, which is going to be great. Okay, do you manage to power down on a week off? Do you yeah. switch the emails off? And I try to switch email <laughs> off as much as I can yeah. and play a little golf, a little tennis, and practice guitar. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, be great. Might do a little reading. Okay, well, um, we always know where you are, and hopefully most of our listeners do, but just for the people who don't, can we can we have your story, Brian? How, how did you end up in this uh, amazing building? How did we get HubSpot started, you mean? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's a good question. Uh, we started <laughs> HubSpot uh, 11 years ago last week. And uh, sort of two things happened at the same time. One thing was I was a, I was an investor, venture capitalist, investing in startups, trying to get them going. And all these startups kind of did the same thing. They would buy a list and send lots of emails. <laughs> they would cold call people. They would advertise to people. They would do the big trade show. And the more I watched the plays, the more I kind of came to the conclusion that humans were sick and tired of being marketed to and quite clever at blocking it out, whether that's caller ID or spam protection or ad blocker, like, you just couldn't get through to humans anymore. And then Darmesh, at the same time, we went to school together, and he had blogged his way through school, and I was studying his blog, and I was watching he had, you know, a hundred times more interest in his crap little blog than any of my wealthy venture back startups, and so... Uh, he was very clever at pulling people in from Google and from social media uh, in the early days. And so we came up with this idea that marketers needed to change. Instead of interrupting people with outbound interruption-based marketing, how do you kind of change the way you market to kind of match the way they actually shopped and buy and pull them in in a whole new way? And that, that was the idea. And then we built a software platform to enable folks to do that. That's how it got going. Doing from, yeah. from from you two guys to how many now? How many oh, employees? Seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred. Yeah. So yeah. impressive. Yeah. So people agree with you that is the way to do marketing, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's gone really well. Yeah, so. it works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah. it works. We know it works. It's yeah. just what we do full time. So. Yeah, sure. With the um, so it's been ten years. Yep. From then to now. Oh, Eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where do you see the future now? It's been a lot of content, e-books, a lot of blogs, as you say. Where, where's the future of it? Yeah, I think going? it's changing. Mm. Um, in a couple of important ways. So I, I think of Inbound really started with uh, a lot of people call content marketing. It's just very top yeah. of the funnel. How do you create content and use it to pull yeah. people in? That content seems to be changing, whereas humans, humans used to read a lot. <laughs> they don't really read as much as they used to. And they found everything through Google. And they certainly read still and they find stuff through Google. But behavior seems to be changing and humans more and more want to watch videos. Yeah. Uh, Wi-Fi has improved. Cellular networks have improved, mobile phones have improved, and video as a medium for consuming things is much better, and humans prefer it. And then humans seem to like to share and talk about that stuff in social media. So if it was all 11 years ago about written text and video at the top of the funnel, today feels much more about you know video text and, yeah. uh, and social. So there's a shift going on in human behavior, and I think inbound and marketers are, are catching up. Yeah, no, great answer. Is that us as marketers... 
taking something and spoiling it and putting too much noise out there. Like like a lot of the, the mediums you mentioned that didn't work in the past and stopped working out was because marketers have spoiled them. <laughs> Magazines were full of adverts and et cetera, et cetera. There's a little bit of that. There's a bit of that. There's a bit of that. And I think consumer behavior is just shifting. I yeah. think uh, technology is shifting, human behavior is shifting. I think it's not just shifting at the top of the funnel either. Like, uh, you know, Hub, you know, HubSpot, you know, what we've evangelized for a long time still works is you put a piece of content out there behind a form on a yeah. landing page. And it still works. But increasingly, I notice our leads and our customers are coming through two different types of calls to action in addition to that one. One is instead of having a form there, we just put this, the, we assign a sales rep on the fly and we put the, uh, yeah, just book a meeting with the rep and pop yeah. the rep's calendar up and they can book the meeting right there. And that just saves a bunch of time and energy. <laughs> And that's, we get a lot of leads and customers that way now. And the, and the third one is uh, chat, you know, where people are on your website and yeah, they may want to fill out a form, but a lot of people just want to talk to you now. They don't yeah, want to fill out the form and wait. No. Um, and so the middle of the funnel is changing too. The whole thing is changing and part of HubSpot's job is to keep up with the changes, educate people on it and build technology to help them take advantage of it. And again, is that, is that people like me who I'll speak to a salesman when I have to speak to a salesman? Yes. So I'll speak to a chatbot instead if I can get a me bit too. further, yeah, a bit further down the funnel without yeah. speaking to it. So is it again, people's buying habits are changing. They less, they're a bit skeptical about speaking to salesmen, if yeah. you want for a better phrase. And mm. do us as marketers need to adapt and put more marketing like chatbots? I'd probably class as some, some mm. marketing or mm-hmm. um, even live messenger in place so we can carry the. Yep. Carry them on with Mark to even further down the funnel. Yeah, and one of the things I noticed, like when I first started my career, like if you think of the funnel metaphor, it used to be dominated by the sales rep. Where the sales yeah. rep would start, they'd cold call someone, they'd mail them stuff, <laughs> and they get through to them on the phone. They didn't have a caller ID. And then the sales rep would sort of manage that customer through the funnel. They would have all the information that the prospect needed. It was an asymmetric relationship. They had the pricing information, the packaging information, yeah. the references, the <laughs> everything. They yeah. had it in the, in the prospect. Well, they had to ask the sales rep for everything. And every time that sales rep was asked for something, they gave it to them, but only after getting something in return. And boy, is it different today. I mean, it almost never starts with a cold call like that. And the rep tends to get involved later and later and later in the process. More and more purchases are happening without a sales rep involved or a lighter touch very late. And so there's massive, massive shifts going on in buyer behavior. And uh, I think it's an exciting time to be an inbound marketer. No, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. How is how um, HubSpot adapting to that? Thanks. Obviously, HubSpot was built on a philosophy and it's worked well and it still works now, like you say, but the subtle differences and is, does it just mean more R&D for you guys? Keep pushing the yep. product forward? Yep, we keep pushing the product forward, keep pushing our methodology forward. Yeah. So we see the change happening like you guys here with this video thing. And so if you look at HubSpot's content, it used to be all text. And now more and more of it is video, whether that's on our blog or on social or explaining our product. And I'll give you one good example. So on a, uh, we A-B test everything. And on one of our product pages, we had written text, well-written text about what the product did. And then a video and it varies but it's like 4x to 1 the engagement <laughs> really? on a video and the click-through rates when you've got a video there so we're leaning hard into video and then we're integrating really nicely with video platforms like wistia and vidyard and others so that yeah. our customers can take care of video and so that's that's what we do we try to stay on top of the trends yeah. and test what works and if we can find out it works we build it right into the product <laughs> teach people about it. that's sort of our mo 
Yeah, we just got the uh, next level Wistra integration email two days ago. Yep. Super excited about yeah. that. Yeah, I saw that. I'm psyched about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll see you guys are good guys. Yeah, we had a podcast with uh, Dan Taylor about four weeks ago. Yes. And he says, any tips? He says, Mark, after this call, go and put the meeting, the meeting booking on your landing page and okay. do it. We did it and what's happening? Works. It's yeah. working. Oh, it's, it's working. Good, people good, are looking up. So, uh, Dan Tyre is an uh, yeah. interesting interview. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's a great guy. So. Yeah, he's got some good stories. <laughs> okay, what um, what's, what excites you at the minute? What what motivates you? What what, keep, what keeps you going? Me personally. Yeah, you personally. Uh, it sort of shifted to, um, I mean, we've achieved a lot of our goals when we first set out for HubSpot. It's shifting to how many, how much impact can we have? Uh, we want to impact as many of our employees as we can, hire as many people as we can, train them, make them as valuable as they can. We'd love to impact our partners as much as we can. Okay. So we're thrilled when we see folks like you started a business, uh, an inbound practice, and you're growing. We obviously want to impact our customers. We want to impact our investors. So we're trying to have as much and as wide impact as we can. We'd like to impact the world in the way it thinks about selling and marketing and shift the, the mindset. So it's a you know more human-friendly, gentle way of selling and marketing, <laughs> yeah. not this obnoxious old-school way. <laughs> and so it sort of changed, changed over time to impact. And HubSpot is just a great platform for having impact. We yeah. hire lots of people. We have tons of partners. Um, we have tons of customers, tons of investors. So... The harder we work, the more and better impact we have. So that's sort of, I think, what motivates me. I, I won't speak for my co-founder, but I think for him as well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, the, the direction HubSpot's going, obviously it started as, as the marketing platform and it's, it's ventured into sales and yep. going into other areas. Um, is that because that's the way forward for the product? Or is that because that's the way forward you should see kind of marketers and looking at that? Should marketers be getting more involved in sales and that buyer journey through to end is it because is that the pro- is the product led by what marketers should be getting involved in or is it a bit, bit of both it's a bit of both it's just sort of you think of marketers and what they did 20 years ago yeah. and it was a lot of PR it was a lot of trade shows some advertising um, it was arts and craftsy um, the role of the marketers dramatically changed over time it's far more technology and far more influence on the process so I sort of think of the buying process 20 years ago, let's say, 98% of the work in a B2B sale was done by the salesperson. And today, it's not 98%, depending on what the product is, yeah. but so much of the convincing is done by your website, by social, by your content, by your videos, by all this stuff. So the marketer's role has become more important in my mind and changed. Salesperson's still very important, but their role has changed. So uh, the marketer now needs to you know, figure out several layers of the funnel. They need to figure out how do, how do I turn total strangers into visitors into my site? Yeah. Um, and how do I do that? Not just by worrying about what's on my site, but how do I worry about what's going on in Google, in Facebook, in Instagram? How do I build communities in those things and pull people in through there? So it's not even about their site, it's about off their site. And once you get them to your site, you know, how do you get them down your funnel, <laughs> converting and engaging with your content and eventually talking to your sales rep and then how do you engage with customers so that they're buying more products from you? So the marketer today is far more important, I think, to any company than they were even five years ago in understanding that whole buying process. So much of it is done asynchronously. So much of it is done, you know, really with the marketer. Um, and so we're following the marketer. Uh, we started, <laughs> we started when, we think, when I think of HubSpot's journey, we started really as search engine optimization blogging software. You know, yeah. how to get, help people create content, get found in Google. And over time, then we moved into the middle of the funnel. You know, how do you turn that visitor to your to your blog? You know, into a into a lead, and then 
moved into sales, how do you turn that lead into a customer? So we're kind of following this end-to-end process. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. We got a, we got a long way to go. I mean, um, you, you touched on a little bit there, but I can remember reading about HubSpot the first time when we invested HubSpot as an agency, and the argument that the the sales process was much more linear. You'd you didn't rub someone, you get them onto sales. It's very linear. Yeah. And then the new way was a bit more fluid. People yes. find their own answers. I think it's getting even more fluid and fragmented as the years go on. So. YouTube, Snapchat, there's a lot of channels now. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how do you think marketers should deal with that? Should they look to get involved or should in, in everything or should they specialize from, from, a, from a marketer's own personal profession viewpoint? If you, if you were, say, talking to us, someone getting sure. into it now, what would you advise? It's a great time. It's a terrible time to be a know-it-all marketer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time to be a learn-it-all marketer. And when we try to hire marketers, we try to hire the learn-it-alls because whether we like it or not, our end target, our consumer, our B2B buyers, boy, they're changing fast. And so once you think you've got the playbook mastered, the playbook's going to change. Um, <laughs> you know, three four years ago, did we think Snapchat and Instagram would be important? No, yeah, maybe Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Is, the landscape has really shifted. And if you need to be a learner, a lifeline learner, and really picking up the new skills and, and moving the ball forward, uh, as a marketer, or you're gonna get, you're really gonna get left behind. It's in a lot of ways. If you're a learner, it is a fabulous time to be a marketer. Yeah. If you're not a learner, if you're the kind of person that learned a set of things and you're just like, I'm gonna milk it, it's a tricky time actually. And so, yeah, it, you know, I personally, I'm a learner. I I like these times when things are changing and change creates opportunity. No, we're the same massive yeah, advocates of we do, yeah. constant yeah. learning. Yeah. I think it was uh, you did another podcast with uh, Sam, um, uh, another HubSpot employee, and he said something that was it that things you learn over five years ago now is kind of redundant. Is that the learning it's cycle? Redundant it's redundant. Years, yeah. Yeah. Whereas before it was yeah. kind of 10, 15 years that knowledge set you in good stead. You'd learn it at uni, and it kind of lasts you most of your career. Yeah. Whereas now it's every five years that that knowledge is redundant. I think that's right, particularly for marketers and sellers. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm an engineer by trade, and I learned a lot about mathematics and about how to write software and stuff like that early, you know, in college. All the coding languages and stuff I learned are completely out of date, um, but the math is fundamentally yeah. still there. Like, the fundamentals are still there. If you're a good writer, if you're a good communicator, yeah. if you're a good talker, if you know math, some of that basic stuff you need to learn and get good at. But everything sort of above that seems to <laughs> yeah. change, you know. <laughs> Tactics, isn't it? Yeah, like, it really yeah. changes a lot. Like you guys, you're smart. You're hopping on the video thing here. You did get a video blog, or is this video blog or a podcast? Well, what is it? it's a video podcast, and video we had this podcast. debate the way. Yeah. I think someone calls it a vidcast. I and don't know. I think <laughs> I think I sort of imagine a year from. I would imagine lots of your prospects, lots of our customers would want to create the same type of thing in their own industry. You've created exactly. this one about inbound marketing, yeah. but. Gosh, let's just say I'm in the headphone industry. Yeah. Like you should be creating your own one of these things. And that's what we say. It's exciting. Like we're in quite a saturated market. The marketing for a marketing agency has got to be good mm. because you've got to be you've got to be cutting edge. But yeah. yeah, you go into manufacturing and do this stuff. Yeah. You're, you're the only one talking. Yeah. yeah. So the opportunity is huge, isn't it? And that, even in inbound marketing, and we talk to our clients like there's still a lot of industry aren't even blogging yet, and and that that creates some difficult bits for marketers, doesn't it? Because we have a lot of conversations. Our industry hasn't started doing inbound yet. Do we do that first or do we jump two steps ahead? Mm. 
not still doing it inbound, but do we do it through video and heavily focused on social? Or do we stick to the writing and ebooks and mm. it's it's a, if you if you honestly haven't got started yet, I'd jump. Yeah, <laughs> jump. yeah I'd jump. it makes yeah. sense, yeah. doesn't it? Definitely. I think this this medium is a very good one that uh, we're speaking to all of your viewers now because uh, they get to see you and engage you and whatnot. Um, the thing that's not as good with video as a blog, like one of the things I like about a blog art is you just skim right through it. And it's hard to know in a video like what's yeah, coming. Very hard, yeah. um, but I just I th I think the technology will be better where get better where you'll be able to do that two three years from now. You'll be able to figure out what's on there and skim it in a way that Jumps you can't through. do today. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Kind of leads us on to everyone. Everything we read at minutes talking AI, artificial intelligence. Well, yeah. Where do you see that going in marketing? Is it is you guys must have had an R and D and looked into AI at the minute. Yep. Where, where do you see that fitting in, in the future of inbound or? Yeah, I think it's it's part and parcel of how we build our app. It's a new way to build software, yeah. and uh, we have artificial intelligence throughout our app, like yeah. all our search engine optimization yeah, right. tools, our lead scoring tools. You kind of you can't see it as user, but it's powering a lot of the yeah. you know the cool stuff the cool underneath stuff, the covers. Yeah. Uh, and um, selling and marketing, it turns out, is a really good application for AI. HubSpot is a really good place to apply it because. The way you make artificial intelligence work is you've got this box, and the box has to learn and think, and the way you teach it to learn and think is you have to pump oogles of data through it. Yeah. And uh, we have oogles of data <laughs> yeah. about everything. And we've got 11 years worth of data, so we use those data to train algorithms. So I'll give you one example. I don't know if you guys use the new lead scoring stuff we have, but yeah. typically the way people do lead scoring is let's say you get 500 leads into your uh, business a month um, a marketer will go in and say all right these are the types of leads this is the way I want to do a score um, if they're from the UK and they visited a certain number of times and they filled out you know, such and such on this form I'm going to score them this if they're not from the UK then they they try to figure out the algorithm themselves the way artificial intelligence would do a lead scoring the way our new uh, lead scoring works is you're not guessing, you know, which yeah. which you know which country or which size business. The software will look at how many how many leads have you ever got? Which of those leads turned into customers? We have all this information inside of HubSpot, and what, you don't have to worry about thinking about the algorithm. We will tell you exactly which leads are the good ones, <laughs> um, and that's a perfect software problem. Uh, and that that's happening all over the product. How much do you think that scares people? Like yeah. um, that they just. Okay, someone's better at figuring out a lead score. I Maybe mean, I can say it away, but I don't actually know how it's calculating a lead score. It's it's accurate and it works, but yep. it, it scares people, and we see people pushing back. But hey, you just everyone's got to take deep breaths and, and, and believe yeah. that it works. Yeah, uh, well, we've seen it. And it people, does work. Yeah, yeah people exactly. are dubious, of course, yeah. of that type of thing. But yeah. I, you know, I think two, three years from now, people are like, yeah, of course, yeah, that yeah, just makes just sense. Comes, yeah. But it's really everything you're doing now is so personalized. Like you go to Netflix. Yeah. And they know exactly what you want to watch. Yeah. They know exactly the right stuff to serve up. Um, and you don't that's question how they know it, do you? Yeah, yeah. it's artificial <laughs> intelligence. So I think people are starting to get trained that you know software is good at these things. Yeah. Software is good at some things, bad at other things. This type of thing is very good at. I know AI and chatbots are on trend. I know that's what Darmesh has gone yep. to do with Growthbot. And, yep. uh, he's, he's rolling that out and adding new I get alerts probably every few days now that there's new features adding to that. Yep. How much do you see like that side of things from a... For a front-end AI, being part of what HubSpot do or what or product that HubSpot offers to find it. I think the chatbots will be a big piece of the puzzle. Like I, I think of of the way we interacted with technology is like you know generation one was just 
the Netscape browser and you put information in, you get information out, work great. And of course you can still use HubSpot through that, uh, that method. And there's a mobile app and you know, HubSpot will build a mobile app, it's a new way to get at that data, maybe more convenient, maybe not. And this is just a third way to get at that data is through a chatbot. And chatbot technology is pretty new, it's getting better faster. Yeah. And artificial intelligence enables it because you're able to just ask it a question. And because so many, excuse me, people are asking questions, the software, the AI underneath, it's like, oh, I understand this question. <laughs> yeah. um, you don't have to go to a menu and tell it exactly. It's sort of a rough question. They can figure it out and give you the answer. If it can't, and, but it sees a lot of people asking the same questions, eventually we'll figure that out. So it's getting smarter. I just think it'll be a main way that humans are interacting with technology and getting answers. I have at my house an Alexa from Amazon. Yeah. I have OK Google as well. And it's remarkable how useful they are. And I, I see my son, for example. He's very facile with it. Like, yeah. he just thinks, oh, I'm going to ask it a question. <laughs> he asks it any question he could think of. Yeah. And I don't, I, I maybe I'm just old, but I, I don't think of asking it the question right away. But he's using it about 100 times more than I do and loves it. I just think as the younger generation grows up and as we get used to it in my generation, I just think that'll be the way you, it, it's very unnatural when you think about it. You've got this like pad on your computer yeah. and you're going around menus or whatever. It's just very unnatural. It's, yeah, it's much it's more false. natural to just ask the darn question. Yeah, you know? So I think you know, 10 years from now it'll be a very natural motion. Well, I mean, I, I probably use that the wrong way. I go and look online at what I can ask it. Oh, it's that's like, exactly the opposite. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, and I realize I'm doing, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> you it's, it's, you're upside down. <laughs> That's your, that's your generation. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> so again, we've got marketing professionals. There are our viewers. There yeah. are our listeners. What should they be doing now? I know we've touched on a lot of stuff, and there's that many things to implement. If you were in their position, what would you be doing now? Okay, a couple things I would do. I would be geeking out hard about a video as opposed to text, right. and yeah. figure out how to use that yeah. everywhere in your business. Yeah. yeah. It, you don't have to have a high quality, like we don't have a very expensive setup here. It's not like it used oh, to be. Yeah, it's very inexpensive. Yeah. You, you don't have to be, you have to go to school for it. <laughs> and then it would be very into social. Like, I don't know how many people just, they, people live inside of Instagram. Yeah. They live in there. Mm. You got to get good at marketing inside of Instagram. The younger crowd lives inside of Snapchat. Yeah. Everybody lives inside of Facebook. You've got to get outstanding at it. Those three platforms are video platforms. Yeah. They are not text platforms. So yeah. those two things you got to get good at. In terms of the middle of the funnel, well, you know, you're, you've got the form motion down probably, and you've got the white paper. How do you get that call to action of just book time with my sales rep? How do you get that going? How do you get the chat motion going? How do you shorten the time between engagement and conversation? I think that's very important. Third is how do you really geek out about the data? How do you have a true closed loop funnel? Yeah. How do you manage and, and evaluate your campaigns and all the touches in the campaigns and figure out what works and what doesn't work? And that's getting easier and easier to do. Definitely. So those would be the three plays I would get good at if I were a, a marketer watching. That's what got me into digital marketing to start with was I, I kind of started doing some press releases and then I think one sure. day I asked a guy, um, can we do a radio ad? How do you measure that? And he said, well, Every so many thousand <laughs> listeners, somebody gets a book and you write mm. down what they remembered they listened to. And so I was like, yeah, that doesn't work. That's, yeah. that's not accurate at all. Yeah. And then I think it was PPC. I, I first had a go. I was like, 
oh, I know someone clicked that and they bought some it and I can go to my boss and say that was $100 spent and there's $500 back. And yeah, the more you can do that in all of your marketing, that's an exciting yeah. place to be. It is, yeah. It's a closed loop reporting, which we, which is one of our USPs through HubSpot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. You can with you. Three, four, or five years ago, you couldn't really do, really do it. You yeah. can do it now. It's much more powerful, and then you know how to spend your money and your effort, and where you should put your content and see what really works. It's powerful. It's empowering for a marketer as well because you're all saying I'm doing a great job. My boss doesn't give me the credit I deserve, but now you just it's black and white, isn't I it? I agree with that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Also, on the other side, us as agencies, we're fully accountable. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you're doing uh, it, yeah. which which is another USP, really. So, yeah. sorry, okay. what is USP? USP uh, ultimate U- sales proposition. Sorry, okay. it's a UK, it's a UK. Like uh, it's ultimate sales yeah. Yep. Okay. makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, the last question was, uh, have you got any tips? You just give us three, so that kind of overrides that. Yeah. So um, those would be my tips. Yeah, yeah those would be my tips. Uh, yeah. I would start a something like this if I were a company. I would start a blog. I would yeah. be leaning into video. Get over yourself. Dig into Facebook <laughs> big. Have a huge following in Facebook. That's people live their whole lives in Facebook. You've yeah. got to be marketing and Facebook. You're not marketing Facebook. You're crazy <laughs> if you're not all over Facebook and have your own big community in Facebook. Yeah. And then all in Facebook's, yeah. uh, you know, little brother, Instagram. you got to yeah. live inside Instagram. And you got to get good at it. you got to get 500, you know, followers in Instagram. It's like, not you need <laughs> yeah. thousands, yeah. thousands, and get go- not don't get good at it, get great at it. Yeah. One thing I've learned about life and about work, the most successful people are the people who are focused because they just do less stuff and yeah. they say no and they get really good at the hard <laughs> stuff. People who are really good at hard things are very successful, <laughs> yeah, so and uh, that's what that's what I would recommend. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Really yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, Thanks for being a partner. Yeah. Yeah. Great holiday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you guys are lovely. Thank Such you for coming. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Take Cheers. care, guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you. Absolutely.